0: Welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte, and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too, all through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you, I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well this week and we're going to talk about something quite a lot of people talk about, but also at the same time, don't want to talk about. Yeah, money. That's what we're talking about. But in particular, monetizing your podcast. Because whenever I speak to anybody about podcasting, it doesn't matter if you're doing your podcast as a hobby or if you're doing a podcast for your business. The question about monetizing always comes up. Sometimes it's even the first thing somebody will ask me. Should I get a sponsor? How can I make money from this? So I'm gonna answer these most asked questions and then you can decide if you want to monetize your podcast because let's never forget that my favorite answer when it comes to anything podcasting is of course, it depends. And yes, yes you can make money from your podcast without getting it sponsored. But before we go any further, I want to remind you of the golden rule of podcasting. Well, it's my golden rule of podcasting. Your podcast is not for you. It's for your listener. Yes, your podcast obviously has benefits for you, but your listener should be at the heart of everything you do when it comes to your podcast. That includes deciding what topics to cover, deciding which guests to have on, how long your podcast should be and how you're going to monetize the podcast, if indeed you choose to monetize the podcast. So, starting then on the thorny subject of getting a sponsor. For turn up the volume on your voice. So, this podcast, I always say Charlotte Foster Podcasts is the sponsor for the podcast. Yep, yeah, the business pays for the costs of this, and obviously I'm taking myself out of the business to to do the recording, to do the editing, and all of that, and. In return for that, I promote what I do on the podcast as a business, as well as putting myself out there as an authority when it comes to podcasting. I use the podcast as part of my sales messaging. And if I'm being brutally honest, I'm not overly keen to share the platform with anybody else in a sales messaging way. I've used this podcast in the past to sell my podcast planning toolkit, my planning sessions, my smash your series packages, I've talked about my podcast confidence power hours, my podcast power hours in general. And look, I'm subtly doing all that again. (laughs) It's not that subtle. And if you do want to know more about these, not that subtle, check out my website, charlotte-foster.co.uk. But in all seriousness, this podcast is very much sponsored by the business, by Charlotte Foster Podcasts, because I use it to tell you not only the stuff that you should be doing with your podcast, but what I can do to help you with your podcasting. So that's how I figure out my sponsorship deal. What about you? Should you have a sponsor? Guess what I'm going to say? It's up to you. It's a variant of it depends, but I will quite like it for this one. The costs of podcasting can add up, especially if you're getting someone else to do a lot of the work for you. And of course, it would be really nice to get some of that money back, yeah? So if the way you're looking at going to get some of that money back is through getting a sponsor for your podcast, please, please, please make sure it's a sponsor who will benefit your listeners and align with what you do. So for example, if I wanted a sponsor for this podcast, I would look at suppliers of podcasting kit. It could be a shop that sells the kit. It could be the actual kit itself. So maybe microphones or recording devices, because that's 100% something that you as a listener will benefit from. And it's absolutely something that I'm not supplying at the moment and I probably won't. Yes, we all know I love to get microphones and I've got a stash of them, but you're not having those microphones, I'm afraid. I'm not selling them to you. So it would be something that fits with what I do, but it isn't competing with what I do. And a little uh, FYI, if you are from Rode, I will happily get some sponsor deals with you. Ignore everything I said about not wanting to have a sponsor or share my, my, my selling space. Seriously, talk to me call me, call me, call me. (laughs) Um, If you had, say, a pet related podcast, you could look at pet food companies to sponsor you. The downside to sponsorship or trying to get hold of sponsors is quite often potential sponsors will go straight away to the numbers of downloads that you have. And if they're not in the thousands, they can quickly, and in my opinion, wrongly write you off as a potential uh, sponsor. So when you are speaking to companies and brands about sponsorship, I want you to go in there knowing your listener inside out and to really show off your engagement as well. This is particularly important if you have a particularly niche podcast. In fact, a niche podcast is likely to do better when it comes to sponsorship, because your potential sponsors will know exactly what you are about and what your audience is about. And knowing your audience, and knowing that it's just this fine little line of audience, it's far easier to sell, and it's far easier to target a sponsor. You can go, oh, exactly, that would be a great person to come on my my podcast and sponsor my podcast because this is the person, uh, this is the listener who listens. So actually niching as we all know is a great thing to do and it will help you with your sponsorship deals as well if looking for a sponsor feels like ugh, oh, too much and i get you it can do how else can you make money from this whole podcasting malarkey then well panic not my friends podcast monetization does not begin and end solely with getting a sponsorship deal there's quite a few clever ways in fact you can make some cold hard cash from your podcast You can start off by sharing affiliate links. Now, I do this. If you're a long time listener, you will know I do this. Quite often mention companies and organisations that I use and that I think will be beneficial to you as a listener. I then post these links in the show notes and the accompanying blog and quite often in my social media as well always clearly showing that it is an affiliate link, by the way, because I think that's very important that I'm honest and brutally honest with you when it comes to those sorts of things. Um, Over the lifetime of this podcast, I've spoken about transcription services you can get, podcast hosting sites, podcast recording apps, as well as business memberships and marketing memberships and all that sorts of things. And of course, transcribing, podcast hosting and podcast recording apps are obviously quite closely linked to podcasting which is obviously what I talk about. Uh, But I also know that you are likely to be a small or micro business owner looking to do your own podcast. So actually, links to memberships such as Atomic and Janet Murray's Build Your Online Audience course will be beneficial. And guess what? I'm going to put those links, affiliate links, in the show notes for you. None of these additional links take away from my offering of what I do when it comes to podcast services. Let me remind you of those. I do podcast planning, I do podcast production, and I do podcast editing. Really subtle this day. Yeah, this is the most subtle episode I've ever done, I think. And of course, aligning myself with these brands is actually beneficial to me too, because A, gives me a bit of affiliate money. ka I'm not going to retire yet. Uh, and B, it also Aligning myself with these brands show that I uh, I kind of like uh, agree with their values. I'm, one of, you know, I'm part of that sort of gang, that community. And if you're part of that community or you think you might want to be part of that community, you'll go, oh, OK, we've got something in common. I like that. I like Charlotte. We're on the same, we're on the same, singing from the same hymn sheet. I couldn't think of better words. So affiliate links, don't forget them. You can offer your podcast as a podcast recording or make a live event. Bear with me on this. I've been to a few live recordings of podcasts and they are so much fun. You get to hang out with other fans of the podcast, get the podcast hosts on site. And as a podcast super geek, hi, I love getting to see how the podcast gets recorded. And I know I'm not the only person who thinks this either. Even normal people like getting a bit of a behind the scenes sneaky peeks. It's not just the geeks like me going, oh, what microphone is that? Oh, what setup is that? Oh. I like the cables. (laughs) During the inauguration, President Biden's inauguration, lots of us went absolutely mad for Lady Gaga's gold XLR cables. That's why I'm laughing at I like the cables there. (laughs) Uh, In the pre-pandemic world, and hopefully in the not too distant future too, You can do a live recording at a venue, hire the venue, charge people, get them tickets to come along and ta-da! You've made your money back and then some. But actually, I think it's possibly easier and probably more profitable in the pandemic world to do this because you can do it all online. Various platforms that allow you to have people in the virtual room as audience members as you record your podcast. You could do it even as a Zoom webinar. You wouldn't get the audience talking on that, but it would also mean that you wouldn't be able to worry about having to worry about people's faces if they wanted to do a video, all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of ways of doing it. riverside.fm and if you go to the show notes that will be an affiliate link as well they have a way of getting audience members into the room as such when you're recording so I think it's a really good idea you can charge people for the link the ticket as such the virtual ticket they get the whole recording experience the warts and all the unedited bits the outtakes the jokes the unpolished stuff and do you know what them a give them a, um, a question and answer or an extra session that doesn't go out anywhere else as a bit of a thank you for paying for something that actually they could get for free, but in a different experience. I'm actually going to do this, I think I'm going to do this and I think I'm going to do it sooner rather than later. Let me get the house move sorted out. But uh, I think that would be a really nice way of just doing getting people involved because let's be honest, I love performing. And having a live audience just changes a little bit and it just lifts you and it's just really, really fun for a podcast. And what a great way to, to meet people as well and to meet potential people that might want to start buying from you. This could tie up, actually, this next thing could tie up with doing a live event because sell merchandise. I love a mug, I love a pen and whatever merch you might have, I will more than likely buy it too. So if you've got something that you can really connect to your podcast, a phrase, a saying, do you know what? I should get it depends written on a t-shirt or a mug or something and sell that as merch. Actually, that's a really good idea. Hold this thought, Charlotte. Get it printed on some merch, sell it. I have so many podcast related t-shirts that I have bought because I love them might be just me that might have a little weird t-shirt collection going on. It was my way of getting through uh, lockdown one, was to buy lots of random branded t-shirts. But when you've got people with your merch, do you know what else you can do? You can encourage them to take photos of themselves with your your swag. That's what people call it, isn't it? The swag. Uh, Whack those all over social media and share the podcast love. Because let's never forget what I also say about telling people about your podcast. You need to be a massive podcast bore. So getting merch, getting it to other people, getting those people to take a photo of themselves and put it on their social media, you are spreading the podcast love and they have paid to do that. That's amazing. So find your podcast phrase and make it your part of your merch or something to do with the podcast. Make it so you just build that community. I think that's a really good idea. And you might start seeing some podcast merch from me soon. So first of all, that's the live event that I'm going to put on and I'm going to put on my podcast merch. Love it. Repurpose your podcast. Now, I often talk about how my podcast is the base for my blog or my social media posts. And that is a great example of content repurposing. But I'll be honest, it doesn't bring in the money because I'm not selling my blogs or my LinkedIn or my Instagram posts. I mean, I absolutely should because my Canva designs are quite frankly outstanding. (laughs) I mean, if the podcasting does go wrong, I might just remodel myself as a Canva designer. (laughs) And if you don't know why this is frankly hilarious, I encourage you to give me a follow on Instagram and connect to me on LinkedIn at Charlotte Foster Podcasts on Instagram and uh, Charlotte Foster on LinkedIn. Because I'll be honest, my Canva designs are a worry. But here's the thing. You've got so much content, or at least you soon will have so much content from your podcast that you should be able to repurpose it into something you can sell, such as a book or even an online course. So much of the content in my podcast planning toolkit comes from the stuff that I've done on the podcast first. Yes, I've had to tweak it so that it fits the different format from being a toolkit, so an ebook and a little masterclass. But the main work, all the hard work in fact, was done from the podcast. And yes, I did pay someone to make it look better than it would have if I'd have made it. See previous uh, Canva chat. But I've made my money back on that. The hard work has been done with the podcast content. Use that as your first draft for an online course or a book or a workshop or whatever and sell it. It will work, I promise you. This next idea is somewhat controversial and I'll be honest, not something I feel personally comfortable with because it's charging your guests to come on your podcast. Now, I don't feel comfortable with this because I worry it will end with podcasts just being filled with guests who can afford to go on and not being filled with guests who are going to provide a quality experience for your audience. Remember, your guest choice, like everything else about your podcast, should be down to how it will benefit your listener. But I know this does happen. There are podcasts out there that charge guests to go on. And I can understand why it happens. You've spent your time building up an audience and here you are handing that audience over and kind of your association, your stamp of approval to someone who may not have that online clout, that online audience shouldn't they compensate you a little bit for getting their message in front of your audience? I don't know. And I've been thinking about this a lot, about whether I can personally square the charging the guest circle. And I'm not judging all of you who do do it, okay? It's not. It's, this is me. This is my personal thoughts. I mean, I'll be honest, some people out there who are charging people to go on podcasts are actually scamming people. But others... I get why you want to protect your brand, your association, and the fact that you've spent years building up your online audience. So, some people are scammers and scum. Just beware. The only way I think I could do it to charge someone to come on my podcast as my guest is to offer, um, offer the, offer the guest. Because they could be a potential client or they could be a client, a discount, offer them a discount on a coaching session that you might run or a mastermind session or something, a power hour, whatever it is that you do. Offer them to do that in return for the discount. They have their session recorded as a podcast. Now, obviously, sensitive information would be removed, all that sort of thing. And it's going to be a brave person who does it because, you know, putting their coaching session out there for everyone to hear hear their flaws, hear their downsides, hear the bits that they struggle with. That's a big ask of people. And then to ask them to pay for it as well. But if you're someone who normally commands lots of money to do a one-on-one coaching session and you're going to say, okay, you can have it for much less, but this is the deal, might be a good bargain for someone. And I think actually it could work. It works great for you and your audience because people hear your coaching style. They learn from what you're saying as well to the guest on the podcast. And the guest on the podcast gets the discounted session, loads of value and gets in front of your audience. That's the only way I could see it working, the whole charging guessings. But like I say, that's my personal view. I just feel a little bit iffy about charging people to come on my podcast. You can, of course, just ask people for money. Okay, it's not quite that crude, but it's not far off because you can set up a virtual tip jar, one of those buy a coffee accounts, one of those sorts of things and ask your listeners for a pay as they feel contribution. I mean, Twitter's doing like a virtual tip jar now, isn't it? You know, putting that in place so that you can get tips for all your amazing tweeting. Oh, can you see my Canva stuff going on Twitter now? Oh, the tip jar's going to be empty. So why not set up something similar for your podcast? Yeah? Get a tip jar going. Downside is it's entirely voluntary and that obviously means nobody has to contribute. That makes it a little bit tricky for, you know, guessing how much money you might have each month from from this. But you may also be surprised just how much people do value your podcast. I've sent virtual coffees to podcasters and in fact YouTube creators who've helped solve problems for me with their tutorials or stuff that they were doing and I've really benefited from it. So I've just wanted to say thank you actually. You've solved a big problem for me that if I'd have had to go and gone somewhere else it would have cost a lot more or it was costing me time, it was causing me stress. Here's a little contribution back as a thank you. It's also a great way of getting people used to paying for what you do. I'm no expert in this, but there is some sort of psychology about once people have paid once, they're more likely to pay again or something. I don't know. I'm not an expert in it. Please don't take my word for it. I may well be making it up, but it sounds plausible, doesn't it? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. And of course, you can just make listeners pay for your podcast. Sell your podcast. Instead of popping a virtual tip jar in front of your listeners' pop a paywall in front of your podcast. You can do this. You can make your podcast completely private apart from those who you allow to hear it. I was going to say see it, but you're not necessarily going to see the podcast. You're only going to hear it. But you can do that. You can make it, you know, no one else can search for it. They won't find it. But the people who you have approved. I think this can be a great idea especially if you've got a membership and you want to deliver special content just for them or if you want to offer a podcast to just clients who have signed up for a certain level of package it's a great way to do that maybe you've run a conference or an event and you've had it turned into a podcast series for attendees to listen to again or to sell to people who weren't there FYI this is something else i offer by the way catching <laughs> But that's just another way that you can make money from a podcast by getting people to pay for it. You probably have been hearing a bit about podcast subscriptions recently. Apple, in their wisdom, have announced plans to allow hosting of subscription podcasts. Spotify has as well. Uh, So it's being talked about quite a lot In fact, Ricky Gervais, the comedian, fellow Reading resident, uh, said he'll be creating a pay-for subscriber-based podcast too. Uh, In fact, though, this is actually something he has done before, way back in the mid-2000s, I want to say, probably a bit later, I don't know, back in the day, he put out a podcast series that cost you money to access, but I think he did it there wasn't kind of like a subscription model then. I think he had to put it on via iTunes. So I'm not sure if it counted as an officially as a podcast. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, that was how he did it. But I might have just made that up again. But private or member only podcasts, I think, are really going to grow and grow. And they will be a great way to add value to what you're offering your clients as it is. So like I say, membership or just clients in general have that little extra access to you. Or, you know, you want to replay events, but only for people who are there. So monetizing your podcast doesn't have to be about sponsorship. It does, though, have to be done with your audience in the front of your mind. It needs to be beneficial for them. It needs to bring them value. And of course, it needs to be good for you as well. But first and foremost, it needs to be done with your audience at the front of your mind i'm going to keep saying that because it's so 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 important let me know if you've started monetizing your podcast and how that's going you can do that by getting in touch with me via social media and seeing my amazing canva illustrations it's at charlotte foster podcasts on instagram and charlotte foster on linkedin and on my linkedin profile picture i'm wearing a beautiful mustard cardigan and i'm doing the standard podcaster pose of smiling in front of the microphone thank you for listening and i will be back with you next week